right, so welcome to episode 80, that is 8-0 of The Space In Between. And this week we're going to sit with Ali, who I met Ali years ago. You'll hear how we are connected and our Hudson Valley community in a little bit. And I just, I have been watching him on social media prior to all of this and just knew that he had a voice that I wanted to get on here and share, especially in light of all that is happening uh, with protests and, and for Black Lives Matter and all that change that is happening rapidly, it seems, which is very exciting. Uh, so we're going to sit and talk in just a little bit. But before we do, just a few things that are happening in Nomadland that can be of service to you. Um, and I shared this last week. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not somebody that's going to necessarily choose to be at all of the protests, have the fists in the air, uh, but I, I am grounded in the truth of how I can be of service. And so a few ways that I can be, Nomad can be of service to during these very transformative times is one, uh, this podcast. This podcast is for you, your stories. So if you have a story that feels relevant, especially in light of all that is happening, reach out to me. Let's share your story. Let's get your voice heard here and have maybe these somewhat uncomfortable conversations that need to be had right now. So that's one way that that we're holding space for you and your voice. The other is our classes. We've been offering these morning rituals every day, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Monday and Friday being meditations, and then Tuesday through Thursday, we're offering movement practices. So my movement practice, Movement 109, we have on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's I'm finding the more and more I go deeper into it and share it with people uh, and and reaching a far farther reach every every time it seems from people around the world how necessary this work is yeah how necessary this work is right now especially the past few months of all of us experiencing some sort of collective trauma or a trigger of trauma and how these movement practices get allow us to get into our bodies and feel grounded to feel safe to feel that we're in control because Trauma, what it looks like a traumatic event, it's unsafe, it's unpredictable, it feels that we're not in control. So we get, we empower ourselves to get into our body, to use these practices to feel, again, safe, predictable, and also in control of our bodies. And, and hopefully we're able to move from that truth, to speak our truth in, in that way. So those movement practices are Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Wednesdays, we have our guest nomad teacher. This week, we have Ashley Leach, who graduated from our nomad training last year. And she is a wonderful human being and was in the military. She just um, left, actually, right when she was finishing up our, or right in the midst of our training. So she has a beautiful voice to, um, to share with you. So she'll be on on Wednesday and also Friday for the meditation. And we're doing that all the time. So you can always come over if not this week or if you're hearing this late, you can join at any time. You can find out more at nomadalwaysathome.com. And then we also have a Facebook group, uh, Nomad and Beyond Festival. And this is a group full of you all and then healers and teachers and performers who want to share their gifts of the healing arts with you to, to be of service, to give you support, to give you inspiration during these times of change. So, and they're all live posts. We're encouraging people to go on live and share 
whatever practices, whatever resources are helping them during these times, and then also any sort of inspiration, any art, right, music, dance, spoken word, it's all there for you. So you can go over there and find out more at Nomad and Beyond Festival at Facebook. And then one last thing that I have been working on, and I'm really excited, I'll probably formally announce next week, but I'm putting a group together, a very small, diverse group for a six-week program right now. And this six-week program is very similar to what we've done previous as uh, the program Movement 109's Who Are You Becoming? But this one is Movement 109, yeah, Who Are We Becoming? Our Healing Journey. And it'll be, uh, again, a group that I'm, I'm sort of curating for this time around. So we make sure that we are having unique voices, diverse voices to, to do these movement practices and to do a weekly check-in. So we'll have a weekly check-in movement practices and some other, other work, including one-on-one sessions with me to go deeper into anything that you need to feel in your body. If there are, if you are feeling grief or if you're feeling the, the effects, these ripple effects of trauma, We'll be doing some movement practices to get you into your own body and experience that. And then also for each other to experience um, each other's healing journey in some way. So if that sparks your interest and you're curious and you want to be a part of it, reach out to me. You can find me through Nomad or my website, phoebeleona.com. And just reach out to me, send me a message, let me know that you want to be a part of it. Um, Again, I'm going to basically solidify the group by the end of this week uh, because again it'll be a small group it'll be kind of a little beta beta test group uh yeah so lots of things and I definitely feel that that's necessary again with where we are right now just to, the more that we can have these moments of being in our in our own skin but then also seeing the stories and being in somebody else's skin we can really move from a space of and more empathy and compassion for for the other, right? Whoever the other is. Begin maybe perhaps realize that the other is is all of us. Yeah, we're all one. So that's what I have here uh, in Nomadland. Again, you can find out all about that at Nomad Always at Home. And now let's go ahead and sit with Ali. All right. <laughs> I am here with Ali. And we know each other from Beacon. I can't even remember the moment that we met, but it was just sort of like our communities are always finding each other. Do you remember the moment we met? Um, It's okay if you don't. (laughs) It must have, no, but I'll give it a shot. It must have been while I was working at one of the the restaurants on the main street and music and like, like, probably Quinn's or Dogwood or something. And it just yeah. was like a flow, you know? Yeah. Does that makes sense. I, yeah, I do. I actually, yeah. Now that you're saying that, I think it was Dogwood. It was like seven years ago. Could have been easily. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. That does make sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're, you know, from Beacon. And uh, so. Can and, you see me? Somebody's calling me. I'm not sure oh, if I'm still there. That's okay. You, I can hear your voice. But, All right, cool. Um, at this moment but that's okay um but yeah so that's our connection being in the hudson valley and you know being in um the community of beacon and yeah and i just every time i saw you you know on the street or or working i just always felt you know this connection and 
um, you know, I don't really, we didn't really like have a lot of like sit down time and no. connecting, but he's just a kindred spirit. And, and with everything that's been happening right now in our world, um, I've been following you because you're definitely a voice that I respect. And I saw you were doing really amazing things and you have mm-hmm. been previous to all of this. So I just wanted to, um, yeah, invite you. I appreciate you. that. Yeah. I really do appreciate that. Um, acknowledgement and just i think it's important for everybody's voice to be heard um but it's difficult in different situations and um being that i believe in demonstration i believe in the first amendment right um i love the fact that people are doing what they're doing right now and for some reason it makes me feel safe because this is what our country was founded on the actual ideal, um, you know, and the fact that sometimes it gets ugly because the people on the outside really is upsetting and that's historic as well. Um, but I've been out there and I don't know why I made it to so many, but I just felt like I needed to. There's so many people that can't go out there with the virus, with, um, with this, the fact that they might not, they might be too tired. So many people that grew up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, they're like, yo, I've seen too many of this. I've done this too many times. You know, I have relatives like that. I got close friends like that. Like, but this is led by younger kids. I know. I love it. I just got Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. My um, 87-year-old grandmother... Um, mm. I'm here in West Virginia. I don't know if I told right, you. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, 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 she was able to go to the demonstration here in our little town, Shepherdstown. Wow. And she said, and she was, she was so excited to see all of the youth. You know, she was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. It's finally giving me hope. But she was also saying how 55 years ago, she mm-hmm. was going to these demonstrations. And she wow. felt so disheartened because here it is, she said, 55 years later, yeah. What? Why are we still here? That's that's how a lot of us feel, and like my my optimistic side says, well, you know what? Reconstruction period, hundred years later, civil rights movement. We're sixty years ahead of you know. We're we're forty years ahead of schedule. You know. Okay. So right. that's see. something. You know what I mean? That's something yeah. that maybe. We can, you know, speed this up a little bit because um, it's scary um, yeah. that people still feel this way and that, our, that kids are still being taught this stuff. You know, yeah. they are still being taught. But what you're, we're both just saying is that there is a lot of um, the younger, the younger generation that is out here and is speaking out not just about this but also about global warning and so many oh yes yes, yes yes so it's really women's easy. rights women equality yeah reproductive rights lgbtq rights um you said it environmental justice it's uh and they're leading the forefront yeah i think that's we're gonna look back and that's what we're gonna really remember how these kids these young adults and kids are standing up for something that they truly believe in. Yeah. It's cool, man. They, they, have, they have courage. Yeah. How, do you mind how, can I ask you how old you are? I'm 32. Okay. Oh, wow. You're a lot younger than me. 
<laughs> Why? What do you mean? How, am I allowed to ask you how old you are? I'm 43. I'm fine. Oh, wow. For, no. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm so old. <laughs> you don't know. I, I think 40s is your prime. No, I know. I'm looking forward to 40. No, oh I, my God. I don't worry about my age. No, but I was just thinking when we were, when you were just speaking of that, I was just thinking, you know, we're sort of, I mean, I feel like I'm a little bit, you know, I, I am a bit older than you in this respect mm -hmm. of, like, I was thinking how my generation is, is, you know, was lazy, you know, we had everything and in your generation a little bit too. And in some respects, I mean, mm -hmm. you, you definitely feel a lot more of um, what we're talking about today, but I just mean in general, in terms of yeah. all the issues, um, systemically, how we were just sort of spoiled in some way, you know, and maybe that's why, like, I don't know how to exp express that. Does that make sense? I think Cory Booker said it or somebody said it. <clears throat> we, we, um, we are born on third base, but we act like we had a triple. Oh, okay. Ooh. We're entitled. Yeah. And I get it to a certain extent for sure. And like, I'm a millennial. Um, I think I guess I'm a younger millennial or an older millennial. I don't even know. I but know. um, It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm a millennial and I saw, and I was around my parents who were organizers and community leaders and teachers and educators. And I got to see a different side of them. And they grew up around that time period too. Like they're in the, um, they were born in the fifties. Um, and that was a really beautiful experience. You know, they taught me walking builds character. Yeah. Um, and so I had to walk a lot and I still do. Right. And it's just interesting because you see so much more when you walk around, mm -hmm. you gain so much more perspective. And I mean, even on a, on a humane basis of connecting with your neighbor and the person yeah. that's living around you or working around you, um, you see certain things and it's just, it's, it's cool. It's more intimate. And, um, I learned that from them and through them. And, um, I grew up in the area. And so now I'm in Newburgh and I'm just thinking about how many people we can get to come out and beacon, but we can't get that many people to cross over in Newburgh and stand in solidarity with people that mm. need that support. But also, and I won't say rightfully so, push against that support, yeah. you know? And so it's just like, this might be a poor pivot, but I know a lot of really good police officers of different races. And I understand the difference between a bad person and someone who does a job and a bad person working in that profession. Yeah. And it's, it's really rough because people are human beings. And it's like when we rail against them and with sloganeer and different terms, it pushes both sides away. Yeah. And you can't speak about, you can't speak about the demands or the things that you want to see change because realistically, the people that have, people that become police officers or get into law enforcement, quite often have lived on the similar side as the people that are getting incarcerated or getting in trouble. Um, and both of those sides are very similar to the public, yeah. the, the general public. So it's like, we're not supporting each other when really we're in this together, like on an economic level. Yeah. 
even if it's only on an economic level. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a long-winded answer of uh, I'm just trying to help and be present so that way we can move to the next step because you got to meet people where they are. Yeah. Do you want to speak a little bit more of that, like meeting people where they are and what that looks like for you and how do you move from that in terms of speaking it and acting that? Um, specifically right now is showing up to protests that people organize um, and invite me to. Uh, for instance, there's a woman that wants to do a Juneteenth um, celebration, which is, you know, our, our freedom, uh, slave freedom. And she wants to do it in the city of Poughkeepsie, but there's a quarantine. There's, a, there's executive orders, there's pandemic. So it's difficult to do that, yeah. but she just wanted to do it anyway. Okay. And she wasn't thinking about that at first. She just put it together because she's like, you know, we're going to celebrate this. We have to. And um, we have to come together. And so long story short, she organized so much, put it together, got a great response. And we ended up having a meeting with um, the city and they explained why they can't do it and why we can't do it legally, but how they're willing to work with us, work with her. Um, and when we can do it together, even on Juneteenth, do a Zoom where people can come together. And if, t if there's 10 people in every, uh, if 100 people could be on the Zoom, we can get 1,000 people, you know, involved. And we could share and everybody could have their own segment. And like, they came up with ideas of how we could make it a nice celebrated day still. And that's working with the government, you know, to yeah. make sure that this young lady's dreams aren't crushed. Yeah. that they could be supported and even more and it was cool and it was like nice supporting minority women nice supporting women it was nice being there like in, in 2017 i said i want to help support minorities run for officer and things that they do and like that coming to fruition in so many different ways that are even unseen and unspoken about has been awesome and this just happens to be one of them a lot of these marches and protests are led by women and yeah. children yeah somebody's got to be out there for them that's the problem like we're talking about one issue right now but we don't have talking about a lot of other issues we got to show up for these women and children like what the hell's going on yeah if you're able-bodied black man come come on yeah i don't want to be out there either somebody's got to be out there what are you doing yeah and it's rough because like some people don't want to hear that and i don't want to say that you know, but it, so I don't normally. And, um, <laughs> and, um, I just eat it and I'm out there. So you're, you're just in a space of, it sounds like maybe that you are, you're in a place of action. You're taking this action um, vigilant for, sure. for yourself, but also as, um, as an example seeing that maybe if they see that you're showing up and doing it maybe they'll follow suit i used to think that <laughs> it's like nah i'm on triple shifts because i know they're not showing up okay and this is important yeah and it's, and it's been important and 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 there's a lot and i think and i shouldn't be that grim like there's a lot of good brothers and sisters and people in the fight and allies and we're all brothers and sisters that have been showing up. 
and it's been beautiful. It's it's grown every time. It's every time. It's just like, you know, I've always felt like, do you remember, and this is maybe a poor comparison, but when they bombed Charlie Hebadu yeah. in Paris? Yeah. And how that erupt that how every congressperson, Sean Patrick Maloney, flew out to Paris. Yeah. But he's yet to march with us. Mm. And so on and so forth. Yeah. And now they want to jump on things. They started talking in, in they had trends for 2020 in these magazines and these articles you could read. And they said people are gonna start uh divesting and investing into uh more conscious things that they could support. And now this pandemic's going on and this thing is going on that's been going on, like yeah. Mary Turner, Emmett Till. Mary Turner was lynched. Yeah. With her baby. I believe I have her name right. Like it's it's Emmett like it's just really rough. And um you can't I can't blame anybody, but I, I also know my history. You know, civil like communities burnt down to the ground. You know, Central Park. What was before that? Like, come mm -hmm. on. So like, why are we out here fronting? You know? And I got, I feel like I got a dagger stuck in my back. Ugh. You know, it's tough because a lot of us know what's been going on. Yeah. You know? And it's just, but, it's, but now it's socially acceptable to be, um, and that sounds, and like, it's like, but also like, I, wel I welcome people to the fight. But just stay, stay. Yeah. Stay. It's not just this trend that's, you know, a 10-day protest and then things go back to normal. Shit, let it be 10 days and then let's sit down with leaders continuously yeah. and figure out what's next and then proactively work towards that. So that way it's like, it becomes habit. Like, okay, we had 90 days in quarantine. Yeah. Or hopefully we can stick to what we've learned, but also like, this hasn't, this ain't going away. It's, it's just magnified right now. Let's get justice for every white, innocent body that's killed by police. Let's get justice for every black, brown, innocent body that's killed in uh, by injustice by police. Like, we're talking about all of this stuff. Yeah. Disproportionately, yes, but come on. Like, justice for all, for sure. It's work, though. Yeah. And, and I think this is what happens to leaders, not leaders, but, like, people that... um are trying to unite people together. Like, we don't have to talk about race. Some people have to though, because they don't understand or won't recognize it. But, but a lot of these places, we get it. Yeah. And if you get it, that's why you're probably on this line. We gotta hold the line. Yeah. You know? Can you speak to that a little bit more? Because what I'm seeing a lot of is, you know, um, you know, a lot of white people actually kind of pointing the finger at each other. Um, of saying, you know, you have to identify the race, you know, um, do you want to speak to that a little bit? What do you mean? Um, well, you were just, oh, are you there? Yeah, the mayor is calling me, but I'm, I'm going to have to call him back. Ooh, okay. I feel very honored. No. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Sorry, mayor. Doing a no, podcast. You're funny. You're funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, so what I was just saying is, do you want to speak, because before we got, we started here live, you were just saying how you, a lot of people are calling, um, 
calling you and, and saying, you know, how do I act? How do I, how do I move from this place? Um, specifically your white friends. And yeah. I just want to see, you know, giving, if you have any words that you want to speak to that, um, you're kind of going there and I just wanted to go right there now. Just keep showing up. Um, yeah. Just keep showing up however you can in whatever way you can. You see it, you know it, you understand it. Share your stories. Share your don't share your black friends like exploit like black black uh you know you're exploiting black people, but like share your experience. Yeah. Share your experiences with black people. Share your experiences with racism, whether it's uncomfortable or not. You know, it's not just about donating money because that's sometimes the easiest thing that we can do. And yeah. not everybody needs to show up to a protest. You know, make the phone calls, uh, the help. Um, find out locally, the stories locally. A lot of times these national stories are important to recognize, but locally people are getting abused every single day. Yeah. You know, and I don't wanna, and sometimes it's hard to share those stories too because we don't have all the answers or as much because it's not as you know much spotlight put on it but i'm telling you right now like there's people that reach out a lot that feel very unsafe around authorities or feel like their elected officials aren't working for them or or just feel like there's just no opportunities for their 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 youth or their 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 um their siblings or jobs. Like it's just all the basic stuff that you hear about happening in Newburgh, happening in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Happening in Beacon. Yeah. It, you know, it's rough. It's really rough. So I, I implore my white friends who are watching this to focus on your local communities and how you can educate, bring your kids around, keep them around people of color so that they can understand that these are people that you're going to grow up with and we're equal. You know, it's not that people don't do that, but sometimes you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well, and just the essence of what you're saying, it sounds like, you know, moving from this place of unity and love and, and acceptance and not this place of what I'm seeing right now. And I think, and I've been saying this, um, across the board is whatever you're feeling and however you need yeah. to express it right now, it's necessary. It belongs. So if you are feeling angry or if you are feeling, you know, confused and lost or, and sad and whatever the other emotions are that are coming out and the opinions, it's all belongs right now. And it's all yeah. necessary because of course it sounds like it's been, you know, buried for, in, for some people for a long time and now it's coming up into the surface. And I think that it's really been interesting how the pandemic led up to this, right? Mm -hmm. And so what you were just saying, it was exposing, that was exposing a lot um, of all of these systemic issues prior to this. And, and then we have, you know, now we're in this other, it's like the second wave yeah. <laughs> of exposure yeah. of what has been wrong this whole time. And now all of a sudden, there's just so many fingers being pointed at each other. You're, you know, you're not, you're either racist or non-racist or you're, you know, you're not black enough, you're not white enough or whatever. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, how do we come together together? Yeah. And, um, 
and put down the fingers. And oh gosh, I think it's Juan Carlos, one of my dear friends, he was saying, and I'm sure everybody has said, other people have said this, but he said it to me. So it's him who said it. <laughs> if you're pointing a finger, there are three fingers pointing back at you. Always. I love that. I love that saying. Yeah. I, I believe it wholeheartedly. Yeah. And like, that's why I believe in holding the mirror in front of yourself. Yeah. If you're going to hold the mirror in front of other people, you got to hold the mirror in front of yourself as well. Exactly. You know, and what can we do um, to improve and be more accountable? And it's just like, that's something that I think we all not either. I don't think we battle with, but that's something that you choose to do or you don't, you know, yeah. again, it's like, I believe in intersectionality. I can't believe in what I believe in without believing in what the next person that I might not understand is believing yeah. and is fighting for. So it's just like, I, I'm willing to put that down. You know what I mean? Put that down on the line and say like, no, we're in this together. And there's still some people that um, aren't willing to do that. And so I think that's a major issue. We're divided in a lot of our communities. Like you said, light skin, you're not, you're not dark enough. You're not black enough. You're not this enough. Yeah. It's like you're racist or you're not racist. And it's like some people believe that some people believe that black people or minorities can't be racist. Mm. And I don't believe in that educated theory because you can't tell me who my oppressor is. Just like you can't tell me I'm a minority. I understand what you mean statistically, yeah. but I also understand what language means well, or what language is. And I'm not going to use those terms to define who I am. Yeah. Um, I think more conversations have to be had. And it seems like that's slow. But I'm, you know, Black people aren't a monolith. You know, I don't, I'm not the authority for Black people either. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I wholeheartedly know that, you know, and I try to say that a lot. Like, the way I speak, sometimes people think it's so, like, it's, 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 like you said, I don't have, I don't, well, you didn't say it, but I don't have all the answers. I'm figuring out a lot of this stuff. I'm 32 years old. Like, it, I don't feel confused, but it's just like, it's 100% the, the more you, the more you know, the less you know, or something like that. Like, it's, yeah. it totally feels that way a lot of times. And Yeah, well, and I, and I agree. I, I agree with you. I feel I am more skeptical of somebody who comes to me and says, I have the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe they have some answers. Yeah. And Just, the way right. it. but I often, you know, I often, if I don't, I'm in that space of not knowing, I ask questions. And actually I, that's something that I was attracted to you when you were running for office in Beacon. And I don't mm. remember where we were, but we were <laughs> somewhere on the street and, just you were coming up and asking people questions. Like yeah. you were just really engaging people and not telling them necessarily what you were going to do for them, but you were sitting there and asking them what they needed. And um, I, I just really appreciated that. And I, and yeah. Thank so. you for saying that. Yeah. I, I really um, feel that as an elected official, you're there to serve people. And it's not so much about what you believe, um, is more you have to know what your people want and then you can make that consensus, vote for them. But you can't do that if you're not talking to them and, and opening up and it's, it's hard. I, I was also younger and I've always been an insurgent candidate, but you know, that was home and I cared and it was a great experience, you know? 
Are you from Buchan? I don't know if I know this. Are you from? No, nah, yeah, I am. I was born in Middletown. Okay. Um, I lived in Newburgh for a year. Then I was raised in Beacon from like first grade on. Okay. And then I moved to Newburgh about three, three and a half years ago, almost four years ago now. Okay. We flipped because I was in Newburgh and then I went to Beacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're gone. Now and you're now out I'm of state. Gone right now, yeah. Who knows what's happening next? How's West Virginia? There's, are there any protests there? Yeah, so my grandmother today, I had meetings. You did say that, yeah. And my grand, we had an organized one. I'm hoping that they'll do more. Uh, but yeah, there's a, it's a little college town here. And I mean, school's not happening because of the pandemic, but there, she said that there was a lot of um, like younger adults uh, and they were all speaking and sharing. Yeah. And she, um, yeah, and she's, she said she even got up there and hollered something. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> she's very proud of herself, and she had her justice for all sign. And that's awesome. Yeah, you can check it out on Facebook. There's a picture of her. Okay. Yeah. So Damn. yeah. So it's all good. But yeah. Um. Well, let's go back to you. <laughs> 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 and how Ali has all the answers for us. <laughs> uh, always. Always. <laughs> Well, I mean, how has it, I mean, you've been to, I think you said before we started, it's six, you went to six protests in the past, over the past, what, 10 days it's been, I think. Yeah, it was uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay. So in a four day span, six of them in a four day span, it was a lot. Yeah, but, I watched, there was a video, I think you, you did a little bit of a talk, like maybe at your house, and then you put a little montage of some of the yeah i just yep. watched that this evening um yeah do you want to speak about your experience at all i mean i can ask you questions about it but do you want to speak about your experience no i'd rather you guess ask me questions <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking the easy way out on that one for sure um, well yeah well okay this actually wasn't in there but i'm trying yeah so i watched this was actually before, this was right why, one of the reasons why I was reaching out to you is because I think right when it, when, um, I, I don't know what day it was, but it was early last week, and you were actually on the street of Newburgh, it wasn't a, mm -hmm. you were on the street of Newburgh, and there was a, a white man, I don't know if Donald. he was or if he was having a hard time. Donald, yeah. Yeah, and that just, it, like, oh, it got my heart, um, because you were trying to help him. And I don't know exactly what his situation was, but it sounded like he wasn't in a good place. No, but he's he's doing a lot better. We've okay. been working with each other. He uh he needs some help. He needs yeah. some help, and he we're trying to get like taken care of. But uh, this it's frustrating. You know, there's ninety thousand homeless people allegedly, so that means there's more. That's yeah. what they're willing to admit. They're not receiving stimulus checks. There, it was a cold winter. We yeah. don't, they, they, we don't know whether they had the virus or not. Um, they could be collecting and getting so much support. Like, what are we doing with these people? And so, the reason why I knew Donnie was because somebody dumped water on him. Oh, and, right. uh, said, right. And like, I just wanted to help him, and I've been trying, and it's not easy because. Can't go to DSS without an appointment. And 
he doesn't have an ID and I'm not gonna go too much of his personal stuff, but like yeah. no one's in their office, you know? Like yeah. it's just so hard to navigate the system. And I'm tr trying to advocate for this guy. Yeah. Could you imagine somebody with no support? Right. And you're saying not it because of the pandemic or because, but in addition. I'm saying, I'm saying that I don't really know how it works without the pandemic. Yeah. But it can't work like this. Yeah. So the fact that this is how it's working with the pandemic, golly, like, yeah. you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not knocking on it. I'm just saying it's extremely difficult and I'm, I'm pretty able-bodied to, and so like, it's just, it's hard, but also, you know, I don't know. I, I, is that mean to say like, yeah, it's difficult. Like there, I can't get in contact with it, with anybody. And yeah. I'm not a social worker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he doesn't know the information that needs to be filled out on the paperwork. And we don't know how much of the paperwork needs to be filled out. Like, it's just a lot of yeah. um, it's just questions that are on another system. Yes. There. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Except yes. That. So, yeah, I mean, he's, but he's also an awesome guy and it's cool to have met him. And yeah. there's, there's something that I've been doing called the human union. And it's essentially mutual aid, I guess, except where I look at it a little bit differently because um, I'm, I guess I'm always trying to reinvent the wheel, but it's our neighbors, it's people that our neighbors refer. It's anonymous normally. And it's people that are willing to either donate their time, their money, their energy, their consulting, their whatever um, to people that need it. And it's grown and I wanted to help like one person a week or something like that. And like we've reached close to 20 something people where it's helping them with bills or their kid with tutoring. Like it's, it's just been really nice and organic. It's growing organic. That's awesome. How and long? I'm so, oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Go ahead. Um, and so it's just been nice. And we've been doing it for about four weeks. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. And so like, it's just been small, starting to work on some graphics and a website and stuff, but like, it's just, we're just, it's just in the communities that aren't re being reached and the people that aren't being reached, you know what I mean? And I don't know, it's just, it's really nice. It just feels good to be able to help. Like I couldn't imagine making six figures of anything. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I would give it almost all away, probably. Yeah. What the heck do you need to do? And, the, and like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think I would love to be a millionaire, but like, at the end of the day, it's like, so I could give it to people. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was an article that I don't know how accurate it is because you never know with media, but it was showing the top fifty most um, wealthy people in our country and mm -hmm. you know, what they've donated to specifically the pandemic and they put it in terms of you know what the average person would be it was like you know bill gates average it would have been like 280 dollars to us yeah yeah it's like come on yeah it's wild but i guess is what we've been i mean I've, i used to watch stuff like robin hood and like i love greek Greek mythology and like Roman philosophy and like these are things that I've studied and like and enjoy so 
So, so <laughs> you just started this a month ago. So yeah. I'm, I'm want to just like kind of paint a picture of this. So here you are, um, mid March pandemic. Everything gets shut down because you work for the government. So everything got shut down. Your job was non-essential. It sounded like. So you. But I was get, I was out of work, but I was getting paid. Okay, but you weren't physically going to work. Right. And working from home, and you were just sitting there like twiddling your thumbs and like, what the hell, I need to do something. And then you put this together. Nah, like <laughs> I've always, I've always, I was helping out at the armory with their food drive and like I was walking around the community and I don't know, it just, yeah, who did it start with? I just, I just, I guess, you know, I guess it came, I'm gonna shout out Jen Rutner for a second because she um, paid a college bill of mine, but she believes in reparations. And it's a conversation that we had maybe four years ago that it started. And she asked me if I'd be willing to accept it because she, we're talking about school and some stuff. Mm. And a couple of years later, she like followed through with it. If she said, do you still, would you still accept it? And she did. And like, she paid this bill, which allows me to go back to school because of whatever circumstance I was in. And, um, really paid it forward. And so like, it's people like that, that are true. And like, there's families in Beacon that used to let me use their car when I needed it. You know what I mean? Like, like John Miles, it was there for me in a lot of major ways. And, and then there's also my life growing, Beacon. I would say Beacon taught me to be this way. My <laughs> family for sure, but Beacon and my experiences in Beacon taught me to be this way and like the people that I was around and the people that have been supportive and you just give, you know? And it's just, it's the humane thing to do. So we call it the human union. Like humans need support. I've been saying that for over a year because I heard somebody say that once. And I just like, that's a good one. So humans need support and it just keeps coming together. And like what I, my, my skill set with what I understand about government and policy and legislation and what's not there and what's needed meeting going full circle back or while back to meeting people where they are is like people aren't ready to talk about that stuff right now yeah. but when they are let's get there but right now they're they need help with so many different things yeah. and that social economic disparity is great people aren't thinking about those words yeah they're just focused on paying their bills yeah, you know triage. it's difficult and so it's just so one day i think I don't remember who the first person was, but somebody said they needed like some help with something. And I just said, oh, I got you. And just to let somebody know who else needs some help. And they, they referred somebody and like, boom. And then I hit up and I was like, well, I can't, I, I would lose all my money if I did this. But, you know, if anybody's interested to join this human union, you know, we're starting this thing. And um, a couple of people donated some money to help this woman pay another bill. I covered the rest. And from that, it grew and it just grew. And like, I mean, I, I don't have the exact numbers right now, but like it's, there's multiple people who've helped a good number of people. Some majority financially and a lot of other things in other ways. And it's just like, sometimes people just need that bill paid. Yeah. Are you, are you doing it like just all hands on deck, whatever needs to get paid, you put it out there, like a GoFundMe kind of thing. And then, Gather it into it's more not it's more anonymous 
Um, yeah. I cover a lot of it and it's just like, and people give where they can, you know, but it's also like, but like, without blowing blessings and sharing numbers, like some people stuff is like one guy just needed gas, you know, like, and if that's what he really just needed, then yeah, you got that, bro. You know, somebody's like, yo, I got you. I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to pay you back. I was like, it's not even about that. Like, I know you're struggling. I know you've been through some stuff. I know stuff that you know, that you don't know that I know. I'm just glad that you asked. This is the second time you asked. Yeah. About like, if we're doing this free giveaway. Here, just take this shit. Yeah. The government's just printing it up. Anyway, <laughs> the heck is going on here? Like, what? So y'all could have done this before? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's 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 ridiculous, but I also understand it's not the time. Like, I, I'm, I get that there's a need to be a time and place for everything, but like, hello, like, are we gonna just forget about this when it's over? Yeah. All can. of this? Are we gonna just forget about all of this? The stuff that they released the fact that there's aliens out there, <laughs> whether you believe it or not. And I'm not gonna go there. I'm just saying, like. That's real though. Like the Pentagon did that. Like, yeah. why do you think that they did this during a pandemic? I can't believe people call it a, people actually call it a planned demic. Like, come I have on seen here. That. Yes, I have seen that. I haven't I don't seen the mean, alien thing, but I've seen the pandemic. Oh, it's real. But yeah. like, it's just like, yeah. it's just like, it's just, it's just been a long three months. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Well, I definitely want to make sure that people know about about that, so that if they want to help, you know, definitely you say it here now, or, or you know, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we. Um, I'll send you the website. Um, okay. I've got uh, a friend working on some graphics because you know, just talking about it is cool, but um, spreading it out in a more uh, professional way always helps. So yeah. we're working on that, but I, I like everything to be organic, not rushed. Like in my head for the last two and a half weeks, since my friend sent me some of his ideas for, for it, um, I've been thinking about somebody that I wanted to do it and, but I can't force it. And then there's all this other stuff that's happening. So it was just like, you know, but today I finally had the opportunity and that clarity to reach out and she's 100% working on it and willing to. So like, um, it's important to respect boundaries and trust your energy. And that's what this human union is. You know, like I, the fact that I can't really pinpoint how it started, you know, just, I knew people needed help and I didn't know what mutual aid was at the time. And people were like, yo, but dude, that's just mutual aid. And like, that's cool. But like, they're not reaching people that I know because they're not reaching them. <laughs> and that's not your fault. And like, that's not your fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just sometimes people aren't there. So, and I'm, I live around it. I'm in it. I'm here. So let's do it. And I'm here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, is there anything else that you're looking for? I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be resources in terms of money or, or things to help people, but is there, like you're saying, this person's helping you with the website. Are there other mm -hmm. things like that that you're in search of and want, um, just in case somebody's listening and they can say <laughs> that way? I mean, yeah, so like, I saw some friends at the Beacon protest last week or on Monday and they do alternative medicine mm -hmm. and like in Kung Fu. 
yeah, bring that to the table yeah. if you want to, because yeah. you want to help. You want to help people, and these people need help, and they want help, and you're willing to do it, and we have space to do it. So yeah, bring it. Like if you want to teach people something, or if you want to help, like in a, I, I think giving your time and energy is the best thing that people can do with this because. That's the one thing that I really wanted to do in Beacon because there's so many talented people there that move there um, and that connection isn't there. Now, I think it's going to come after these next, I after hope. these last couple of weeks. I mean, yeah. they, these kids, these, these diverse kids, young adults showed Beacon who they are last week. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but like they showed up that's and awesome. that's a portion of them. Yeah. The city ain't, you know what I mean? Like it's like people don't understand the numbers. It's just, they wasn't ready or activated. And a lot of people are just tired, but the numbers though are yeah. real. You know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a minority city. Um, yeah. And so it's close. So it's just, it was beautiful to see because now you've got people seeing it. Not yeah. just hearing it. Well, and it'll empower them too. You know, maybe they're feeling like, oh, I'm tired, whatever the excuse is. And now it's like, oh, no, shit, this is happening. And then the next one will just, they'll get empowered by the voices that are, you know, inspiring. I told, I told them, I said, yeah, these people are people, look, look around, talk to somebody you don't know. These yeah. are people that could help you. Like, yeah. whether they're white, black, Terry Nelson was in the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's a council member. So it's just like, Talk to somebody you don't know and, 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 and communicate because God knows I learned so much in those coffee shops. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For real. And it was just different experience. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a different experience. But it's not changing. And I think that's a good thing. And to get more people adapt and, and, and involved is beautiful. And I'm hoping that that carries on. And I think that it will. And um, I see that coming over to Newburgh and, and through and it's happening in Poughkeepsie, and it's just like we're we gotta strive together. Yeah, we do, and it's happening. It's just a, it's a shame that it it always has to come from this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a funeral. Horrific. Yeah, a funeral. Um, literally. Uh, yeah. It's and you just said that, and I was thinking, you know, my grandmother had on um, George Floyd's funeral. Yes. Was it just yesterday? I don't know what day it is. Mm. Um, and, you know, Al Sharp, Reverend Al Sharpton was speaking at it. And I was thinking, God, I've heard him give so many of these. Yeah. When I lived in New York City, you know, he would be on. I, I don't know how often it would be, but I was just thinking, God, we're here again. Again. You no. Know? And then again. I was listening to a piece of music and um, that was in response to Katrina. And I was like, oh, we're here again. Like, I'm just thinking about just in our, our little lifetime, you know, how mm -hmm. it hasn't, you know, these waves, they just keep happening. And yeah, I hope that it, it sticks. We got to make it stick. Hold the line. We must hold, hold the, the line. line. We must hold the line. I mean, oh. this is where we're at and they're breaking in. What's we're that? good. They're breaking in. Yeah. Like we're not trying to break it. Like, I think that's where we're failing to realize maybe Nah, we're we're move, we're trending towards the right, like the progressive, like 
we're, we're, we're trending into a proactive government. Like things are moving upward and onward. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to break it down. Yeah. Hold the line. Yeah. Together, lock them arms, intersectionality now. Like, yeah, like, come on, like, for real, for real. Yeah. And we can't let it up. We can't let it slide out, you know? So I'm, I'm just hopeful that we can maintain that. Yeah. And so, and so what is, what would you like that to look like is just sitting down, like you said earlier, and talking after the protests are over and demonstrations. And what, what it, if Ali could, make these this holding the line and make things change what would that look like for you social justice uh mm, social justice education textbooks classes taught in school yeah. early on early childhood on just um a- which would not only give an opportunity um for hopefully minorities um to have jobs in education but people because i'm a firm believer a white yellow black person can be most impactful as long as they really care so most importantly give a pay a wage that these educators can do their job and not have so much ties to their or or you know their their work like they don't make a lot so they have to do other things to make more money which takes away from them educating their students. Just give educators more. So like, I wanna see social justice reform in um, in education. I wanna see social justice reform um, in our financial uh, uh, institutions um, and colleges. That would be a good start. Awesome. Um, I like when people say divest in police as opposed to defund police mm-hmm. that's, that's a more appropriate word and i'd like to see that for sure um i'd like to see the money invested with an earmark for uh child um for for, for youth services for um literacy development and and things that are going to help youth develop more you know they need more you know like I, some people some kids will say they want less but like some of these kids are alone from from 2 to 8 p.m. Yeah. You know? And it's just like they need support. They need people around them. They need adults around them that are going to be good. They need other young adults around them that are going to show them some things. Like, to have that whole village, I think we need to invest more in the – and this is something I coined um, – return on social investment. Like, what are we doing – with the youth around us, you know? Yeah. Beacons change so much, but the cracks at the riverfront park at the basketball court haven't been fixed for mm-hmm. over 12 years. When I was on the council, I asked for it to be changed every single time. Mm-hmm. But the piccolo court that Charlie Kelly, the former councilman, asked for got done easily. Okay. And everything else, you know what I mean? It's just like we want equity, don't we? Or do we just want to talk about it and just pop with it? Yeah. Like people need support, they need this help. And I just we gotta what this whole the line look like. Um it's having elected officials that look like the 
the community that they represent. You know what I mean? Like, and, and getting them on track. Like, I'm not just saying you pick somebody. I'm saying like, if people want to be involved, there should be youth involved so that they can get on track to be involved with their government and they can give that perspective. We're, we're making laws for kids that are going to be living through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like how I feel about something that might be totally different than this next generation. Yeah. And that's important for them to be able to voice themselves, themselves too. You know, I mean, the N-word, for instance, people older than me, like my parents' age, can't stand that. The younger generations really try to claim it, but it's just like a lot of this mess is because of little things like that. Mm-hmm. Being a choosing to be one of the few races that um, tries to uh, embody the word that is derogatory towards them, yeah, and then take ownership of it to the point where there's issues when other people use it, and it's just like it's something that, as simple as it is, is just a word. Mm-hmm. Um, People died over it. Well, right when you said that, I just thought of your comment of the mirror. And I use that yeah. analogy a lot too, is, you know, looking in the mirror and, and just thinking about that word and how, I don't know, it's not a complete thought, but just thinking of how using that word and then, and reflecting upon it in the outer world too. And mm-hmm. how it's just, it's not quite aligned there. It's tough. So to, to change that, you know, to change that. What's that? I said, and it's just, it's time to shift that, you know. To, I would like, I that, mean, it's not that. creative. You yeah. know, it's not even creative anymore. It's like, there's, there's so many other things that we could do, but tapping in on that level. Yeah. I said, I'm going to make a rap album so I can reach these kids. Like, <laughs> tapping in on that level, um, it's difficult, you know what I mean? Like, I heard these two young girls on the bus that came from the city or somewhere, and I swear if their parents heard them the way they're talking, it'd be like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be good. And it just, I feel bad because that's somebody's children, you know, and God knows what's gonna happen, you know what I mean? And it's just like, and I say that with all due respect, but it's just some of the stuff that they were saying is crazy. Yeah. For young for 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 young women to be talking that way. Mm-hmm. And and like I'm talking about like I think they were young girls, you know, to be talking that way. And it's just like, what are we doing? There's a pandemic outside. It, these people, these little girls are traveling on public transportation with no mask on, oh. going to God knows where. Yeah. Not- you know? being looked after or cared for yeah so hold that mirror yeah we got people twerking on instagram live with <laughs> these rappers with underage girls twerking on instagram live like what are you doing out here yeah what is wrong with you and so yeah like i, I try to hold it but right now is not the time you know a couple weeks ago it was the pandemic was a good time, but like right now, it's just like, I'm upset that we didn't do all this for Ahmad. Yeah. I jogged for him, but damn, he got murdered by people that weren't cops. Yeah. But it's just like, I can't be mad at nobody. 
Like, come on. Like, what about this one was it that drove people, like... Was it the pandemic? Do you think that that was it? Or We found out about Ahmaud Aubrey during the pandemic. Yeah. It was killed right when, when it started, but... Because... No, sorry. But was it, like... Was it that, was it the, those two, and the fact, I, what I think for, what I, what my, my belief is that because it was on video and it was so gruesome, the amount of time and every, it was completely documented. And so there was no way of, of looking away. Like there was no, oh, what was a he shit? He said, he said thing, or, you know, there was no way you could construe that. But like, for me, it's like, damn. These white people shot this dude for no reason. Yeah. He didn't have a gun on him or nothing, regardless yeah. of what's happening. Wasn't that Damn. a week or two? Was that one or two weeks prior to it? That was about two weeks prior to it where we found out about it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so they kind of rolled into each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, Breonna Taylor and Sean Reed are right in the middle. We didn't do this for them either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just... And there's a lot more that are unnamed. It's just rough. Like, and it's not about not doing it for them. It's just, it makes me wonder. It's just fat. It's just, it makes me think like, what was it about this one? Yeah. That was, that was, that was my belief was that there was just no way. I mean, there was a little bit of a video um, for him getting shot, but this one, I just, I feel like he was. Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. It was just, it was. There was no possibility that you could change, you know, the story. I think that could be it. Yeah. I think it could be it. People need to still be convinced. Yeah. And that's unfair, but it's yeah. life, you know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Right, we could sit back and have the privilege to, well, you know, maybe he was doing this. Or they did say that about this guy or... Yeah. And I'm like, damn, did they just shoot this motherfucker right now? Yeah. For now? He's just jogging? What? He was oh, let's ride out. Yeah. Is how I'm feeling. Because it's crazy. I don't care if he stole their from them. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Not just bucking somebody like me. You're not bucking anybody like you. Nope. I could if I saw somebody, you, saw... you can't. Huh? I said it. It comes down to that. I can go jogging and you can't. Breonna Taylor killed in her own home. Yeah. It's insane. You know? So... It just so happens that, like, since I'm a public figure in my local community, mm-hmm. some people know me, but. You'd be surprised with the crap that we still have to deal with. Just being, I mean, but you're a woman. And that's why, again, I believe in this intersectionality thing. Because, like, even being a white woman, not even being, you're a woman. Some, I know for a fact you've dealt with things similar to this. It might not be beating against your body. I don't know, and I didn't want to go there. I know it's not, you know, I'm not supposed to, but, like, come on. Yeah, no, I've had, I've had... No, no fear of death, but definitely fear of other things. Now, could you imagine if you're, could you imagine if you were um, 
pulled over by a police officer, one of the bad ones. Sorry for the example for anybody's gonna get mad at this, but like that's right. Um you get pulled over and they start to, you know, solicit sexual favors from you because you're um alone at night. Right. And then you don't know what to do. Right. And then next thing you know, you get your ass whooped because you said no, because no way he's gonna do this to me. Yeah. Like this is stuff that goes unreported all the time. Yeah. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. This happens still in America. Yeah. To women. You know, to men, to people. Like it's rough. It's just really rough. It's sad. I, I don't like injustices to anyone. I don't either. But it sounds like you have plans and you are doing things that are amazing. Yeah. And I want to, I want us to end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you and I believe in you. <laughs> things are happening. Thanks. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. But you know what it is? I mean, like, it's real. Like, it is. Sometimes real. it's just got to be, it's just real. And that, that's yeah. it. Like, we have work to do and it's okay. I've, but I'm, I've signed up for that. Yeah. I'm willing to give my life for this cause because it's so important and it's never ending and no, it may be ending sometime and it could be the next generation's generations or it could be them right now. Like who knows how they're going to raise their children. Like yeah. I think things are changing. I really do. They're, excuse me, they're changing quicker than they did before in the reconstruction time and reconstruction period that only lasted 12 years. We saw more black wealth, more black elected officials, more laws that changed. Yeah. They ended it quickly. 12 years is gone. Yeah. And then the 1960s rolled around and we started fighting for more poor people's campaign because it took that much longer, hundred years for us to have that less equality. That less, that much, that less equity. So it was like, I can only, I don't know, I'm happy. I'm just happy that we're moving quicker. You know, I, my ego allows me to pat myself on the back a little bit for that. Like, yeah, it feels exactly. good, you know what I mean? Yeah, good. I'm glad. Like, mm. no, I'm, I'm sincerely glad that you feel that. I mean, it was, like I said, when we first started, just talking to my grandmother who's 87, and she was just feeling so disheartened that, mm -hmm. you know, 55 years ago, she was, you know, at a very similar protest and didn't feel like anything changed. And for you to sit here and say that you feel, you know, here we are, we're not happy about this, but we're, we're, you're feeling like, okay, this is, this is change, change is, yeah. and, and it is, it's spiraling upward rather than spiraling downward. Yes. We might be here again, but we're going to learn and grow and continue upward. Uh, yes. Upward. So that, no. that feels good. Power to the people. Yeah. Let's link arms. <laughs> I'll be back up in Beacon uh, in July. I'll stand with you. Please, please do. Please contact me. For a minute. So, yeah. I'm looking um, forward to seeing you. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you want to express or share? How can we find you and help you in your movement? Again, you're going to send me the website. when it's Yeah, the, hu the human union. I, I don't know the website right now, but I think yeah, it's humanunion.us. Um, be there, show up how you can, 
Don't feel obligated. Um, pick a side and um, listen. You don't got to agree. Just listen. Yeah. And, and love each other. And I love you. I love you. <laughs> right? Come on. Like, that's the, that's the only way. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, thank you I for know, this opportunity. Yeah. Thank you, Ali. I know that you have been really tired and doing a lot and amazing work. And, you know, it's like nine o'clock on a Friday night. And I really appreciate not just the time, you know, giving me this time, but everything that you're doing for, you. Uh, you know, the community, the local community and, and, and even beyond that. So and I appreciate you. And please, if anything I said is in error um, or offensive, it wasn't my intent. And um, I apologize. And any ideas that you have or your friends or viewers have on what they're doing or what they believe others can do as white allies um, or as black leaders, please let me know because I'm always looking for um, critique and, and feedback and um, just other ways because I don't have the answers. None of us have all the answers, but together we can come up with some things. Yeah, there is no offending here. And I never, I just, I didn't tell you this, but I never edit the podcast oh, that's fine. because no. I want it because I truly believe, I mean, people that I have here and that I am just connected to, I know that you're moving from a place of love and, and, and that is that that's my teaching it through, yeah. through and previous is that if we're sitting in our truth of, of what that truth is, is love, then whatever you speak and whatever you do and yeah, you fumble and you say the wrong thing, but if you're moving from that place, then it will be, accepted right it will good yeah um for that that intention so i didn't i wasn't offended by anything but we'll just remind the people who are listening <laughs> <laughs> i love it nah, don't be offended love. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for real and um please let me know when you're when you're putting it out there and yeah um i'll talk to you soon yeah thank you i'm gonna stop. good to see you <laughs>